Tell what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all like a party just about to begin, ladies and gentlemen. One of these days I'm going to choke myself doing that. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world-famous Smoking and Toasted. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now on, drumroll please, ba-ba-ba, show number 351. Oh, I should have thought faster for the drumroll. There you go. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, show number 351, which in of course, is responsible for all math on the show, and that would put us at... Uh, that is, that is uh, let's see, carry the, carry the one, uh, halfway to 400. Fantastic. Glad to be there. Uh, welcome to the program where we are on location this week at the Big Owl Brewhouse in Houston. And this is my first time uh, this is to my come here. This is my second time. Okay, so I guess what happened was you came to the Big Owl had a good time and thought, hey, that's a location to do a show. 100%. I, I, uh, I was sitting up at the bar, and one of the uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the employees up here, his name's Charles. He's apparently cousins to the guy that owns this place. And um, and he's uh, uh, quite gregarious. So we started talking, and, and he was like, uh, I told him about the podcast. He's like, we, dude, we got to do it like this Monday. And I was like, <laughs> how about next Monday? <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, let's do it then. So, yeah, so here we are, man. We're so, doing it. This is what is called, and I'm going to ask you for some definitions here, a nanobrewery. Is that right? Nano, yes. So what does nanobrewery mean as opposed to, say, microbrewery or smaller? Brewery? Smaller, okay. Smaller. <laughs> I suppose smaller. nano would be smaller than micro, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but they do have an actual brewery on the premises. So here, on the correct? premises, yeah. So they, they got a tap room right up here for, up front, and they have all kinds of great local beers on tap here as well it's a real cool vibe in the place overall um i figured we'd sit outside today because uh then we can smoke cigars by that the way i'm gonna smoke this me. alec bradley is gonna be so good yeah but yeah, um get to that yeah so uh, uh so we came in and, and hung out and we we're watching the astros game and all kinds of stuff uh a couple weeks ago and and uh got to talking with the guys and they're like they got a brewery in the back i was like really and it's tiny they had three beers on tap when we were here last time uh, now they have seven because they had their anniversary ah, uh, nice. on Saturday. Nice. So and apparently well, they've been here for two years, and I've been completely unawares of it. We are already uh, sipping on uh, the first of their beers. And no, mine is not a Modelo. Uh, this is their uh, cream ale. Is that right? It's their cream ale, and it has a fantastic name, and I can't remember what it is right now. Mm-hmm. But um, on the next segment, we'll, we'll figure correct it out. That. And it is fantastic. That, yeah. So when I came in, they had three beers. They had, um, they had the cream ale. They had Oktoberfest. And they have a... Um, uh, a lager okay uh, and then so today though they have a few ipas they have some other stuff going on oh and it looks like uh, actually have a Louis actually have a black ipa as a, well either a black guy that looks like a stout with the head on it though yeah that's a black ipa, oh, that's that's a black black IPA. IPA. Uh, gotcha. i will be going in that direction before the end of the show <laughs> i can be assure you my friends <laughs> that's gonna happen I'll, I'll i'll even go so far as to call it a prophecy that's so, going to happen. <laughs> so asking about the nano versus micro uh, dis, uh, discernment is probably yeah. a great question for that guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what uh, what does qualify something as a nano brewery as opposed to uh, a micro, a micro, micro brewery? Yeah. Well, I mean, so for me, I'm on a one barrel system. Right. So one barrel is 32 gallons. Okay. Majority breweries that are usually open up are usually about three and a half, 
five barrel all the way up to like a 10 barrel system okay. for younger i mean younger newer breweries um but for us we're on a one barrel so that makes it nano nano so you go a barrel at a time a barrel at a time I every time it. we brew one beer at a time this is actual oh, they brought over some uh thank you yeah, they brought over some coasters um, which are good things yeah, yeah so yes. we're, we're on yeah we, we make about 32 gallons of beer that's each cr- time 32 gallons each time and uh at what point are will you be selling enough beer that you have to expand and then you'll go to a two-barrel system uh we're, we're trying to figure that out right Not now bad. So yeah we, yeah we just came up on our two-year anniversary this past weekend um we have grown so when we first opened up we only had uh three fermenters we're up to six fermenters now we have a bright tank we didn't have a bright tank back then i mean we're slowly but surely growing right. taking a little bit of yeah. time well yeah. we, look, we look forward to asking lots of questions about this and how you know how it all started in the first place and uh um, what you did to make this cream ale so delicious. So we'll get to we'll <laughs> cool. get to all of that as the program continues. We're going to be smoking cigars on location today, as opposed to telling you about something we smoked earlier in the week. And Ian, I couldn't help but notice that your cigar here is one of the most decorative Dude, cigars how beautiful I've that ever is, seen. Right? This is an Alec Bradley uh, Post Embargo Blend Code Eight One Five. Make sure we show that to the camera. Oh, I don't nice. know if you can zoom in on that, Terry, or not, yeah. but. Uh, uh, but that's uh, that's quite a wrapper and quite a quite a band. <laughs> it's a, they know? got a lot of it covered. And the cigar itself is beautiful, but they yeah, have so much of it covered as well. Yeah, so. it's uh, yeah. There's not a lot. You're gonna have to take some of that off before you do any sort of well, pre-like yeah, sniff. Otherwise, I'll be, I'll be like, this cigar tastes like paper. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Burning <laughs> paper, not the number one note I'm looking for. Not, no, no, not one hundred percent. Yeah. So, well, while you light that up, let me tell you about mine. I am going to smoke a second version of the cigar that I smoked. Last week, uh, it was the Havoc by A.J. Fernandez. And you may recall that I loved the flavor, but it cracked on me and was unreliable construction-wise. And I thought, there's just no way on an A.J. that that's not just an aberration. Right. I have too much respect for the guy and the, his quality, and I am a fanboy, yes. So I decided, I had another one in the humidor, so I decided, that's what I'm going to smoke this week. We'll see if I run into the same problem. If so, I'll be writing A.J. a little letter at the end of the program <laughs> and saying you need to get this one Dear together. Dear A.J., I found the one yeah, right. of yours the that one. I don't like. Do you want me to put uh, that open for but, you? Uh, uh, but I wanted to show this one to the camera as well because it has such a gorgeous band on it and again another of those bands that just almost completely covers the whole cigar so i see you're using a cigar knife there uh ian <laughs> very nicely done very nicely done so that's the havoc uh by aj fernandez and this is something he makes that exclusively rapper, yeah. for jr cigar so uh maybe while you uh uh you know uh, do light that one up i'll manage to take there you go so yeah so i've been excited i had this in a human where i bought it because it just looks so awesome and now i'm noticing it has a little pigtail on there so it's making that uh that punch a little harder to use all right yes and so So i'm gonna gonna have to use this alternate punch which actually has a hole right through it so while uh while you do that let me tell you about what we're going to be talking about on the program today in addition to getting to know big owl uh uh brew house yeah, craft beer house. And uh, we'll also be talking today about great cocktails to welcome the cooler temps. Now, I know yeah. that sounds a little weird because we're out here in the... Uh, it's 80-something degrees yeah, outside. But that's just... But know, that is much cooler than it's been. And, Let's and, just put it that way. And besides, we're in Texas, so that uh, not everybody is is experiencing those kind of... Not I mean, only are we fall. in Texas, this we're is, in Houston, Texas. This is yeah. officially fall, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. 
In fact, in fact, by the end of the show, fall will actually be over and it'll be winter. So uh, we'll, we'll, we we have to we have to enjoy it while we can. So, uh, but uh, while we're here today, we are not only going to be uh, discussing uh, uh, cocktails, great cocktails to welcome the cooler temps. Uh, we'll also be uh, tasting some more beers from Big Owl here, and we'll be tasting a uh, I think an interesting spirit. I hope it's interesting. I have not tried it yet. It's Old Forester's Statesman Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey from Louisville, Kentucky. So Ooh, no, that's, that's not what this good. is. But that's a good question. Uh, we'll also be. I'll get to that in a moment because this is our mystery beverage. What you stepped into is the mystery beverage moment. Yes, okay. and and we'll we'll get to that in a moment. First of all, I, I no just wanted to tell you. <laughs> first of all, I just wanted to tell you that we will be doing our very popular. And when I say very popular, I mean somewhat popular uh, segment called Drinking News. And our Drinking News teaser headline today. Now you've heard the old thing how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood yeah well today's teaser headline is in a similar vein how much sea bass could an ass amass if an ass could amass sea bass (laughs) (laughs) that will be our uh, teaser headline for today's drinking news and we'll get into that uh later on we'll tell you about some cigars to watch for uh cigar aficionado has another uh, list of high scoring cigars that you should be smoking Right now, they actually you didn't gotta put that clickbait right in there, right? Right now, yeah, they, they're missing they're missing clicks. I think on this because they didn't put that in there. Uh, we'll also uh, be talking to you about um, the uh, celebrity spirit, the new celebrity spirit that we didn't need. That'll be on today's uh, uh, another vanity project, another vanity project. But some some are like. Okay, got good because we did a celebrity spirit last week. We did Ryan Reynolds' Aviation Gin. Yeah, it was actually quite good. Uh, so Agreed. some of the some of the celebrity projects, the uh, Metallica Blackened. That's a great. That's whiskey. actually a really good whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not all of them. Well, I haven't tasted it in fairness, but my expectations are not very high. I don't think it's going to be a very high bar. The Rupert so, Holmes Pina Colada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful idea. Can you see that selling in the uh, oh. convenience stores? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and it would be even better if every time you pulled one out of the uh, uh, out of the cooler, if that song the started song, to play yes, from exactly. a little from a little speaker hidden somewhere. <laughs> All right. So today's mystery beverage is an attempt by me to right a great wrong. And that's all I'll say for the moment. I don't know. I'm not well, sure what that means. But I, I know what I asked before the show with it. Yes. And that was which which was basically, are you prepared to follow up last week's mystery beverage? So, yeah, last week the Ian Manhattan. brought a mystery beverage that while we disagreed, I still am firmly in the camp that it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. I thought it was fine. So it was a Manhattan, but it was in a Glen Levitt. But explain it how was that a Glen Levitt Manhattan. Okay, but so it was a premix. You buy you buy the you buy it as a, it's a, it's a smaller bottle, of, um, uh, three hundred and fifty milliliter whatever, bottle yeah. of yeah. Glen Levitt, right? Right. And then in the cap, it has this crazy little system where when you go to unscrew the cap, it releases all the uh, ingredients to make it into a Manhattan. In other words, effectively ruining the whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because. And listen, I, I like a Manhattan as much as the like next a, guy. It was like a Manhattan awful. with scotch. It was uh, pretty nice. It was really awful. It was really awful. <laughs> well, we'll we'll do our best to take a step towards civilization with this week's mystery beverage. So the Ian, mystery beverage. Give, give it a uh, give it a. It a smells spin. nice. Yeah. Tell me what you're thinking. It smells, it smells malty. 
It smells whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. does smell whiskey, doesn't it? Whiskey. Yeah, it's whiskey. I don't think bourbon. I think whiskey. Whiskey. It's whiskey. So interested to see what you think. <laughs> oh, that wasn't exactly what I was expecting out of it. It's like a lighter whiskey. There's whiskey. It's whiskey, but. Yes. Ian? It tastes like Talisker. T- Talisker? Talisker. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you taste it? It tastes like uh, Buffalo Trace to me. Like Buffalo Trace. Interesting. Well, this week's mystery beverage was my attempt to right a great wrong. And the great wrong was Ian's mystery beverage from last <laughs> week, which, which absolutely I felt like Tarnish or the about name. Benny almost. It has it's a, just Glenn Levitz, it isn't it? Tarnish the name <laughs> of Glenn, Glenn Levitt. Levitz, isn't it? So That's I what got it is. a small bottle. <laughs> oh, it's the fourteen of the Glenn Levitt fourteen. <laughs> that, my friend, is how you do a small bottle of Glenn Levitt. So, so what you're saying? It's very similar to last week's, except and it doesn't have Kanye the thing in the, bo- in the top. Yeah, that, see, that yeah comes off. If, if you'll notice, stuff into it. It's just a regular. Well, court. see, so it it's, it's from the same company, but I feel like the drink, the drink that I brought last week was more modernized because, like, if you're not modern enough to put a screw cap on your bottle, I mean, what's going on? You know, I mean, where's the technology, people? You know what's right? even more modern than that? If your beverage is in a box and it actually has a spigot on the side. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is super, modern. super modern. That is way modern. Or if it comes yeah. in the shape of a little red truck. So, <laughs> and you can buy it at Sam's. I know nothing about that. I just yeah. want to say, Glenn Levitt 14 is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. Yeah. It, is, it, it is, is like it is. absolutely worth uh, doing. So, yeah, when I saw that small bottle this week, I thought, that's what it's supposed to be like. So a bottle without, without the thing in the top. Right. That like, puts you know, I don't feel like it. you totally burned me, bro. You know how food is sometimes better <laughs> if it doesn't have a whole bunch of chemical additives? Yeah. Yes. The same can yes. be said for Glenn Levitt. I'm just yeah. saying. And that's so that's that's how we are, and that's uh that's where we are. So all right, we gotta take a break. We got lots to talk about beer wise, we got lots to talk about cigar wise. I'm gonna light my havoc during the break. So far, I don't see any splits or cracks, so this is a uh This is a good sign. We'll uh, take a quick break and we'll come back as we are uh, doing the show on location today at the Big Owl Brew House in Houston, Texas, right here on Airline Drive. And we will be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 351. Our program is all about craft beer, which I have one That is, that is mathematically halfway to 400, by the way. Uh, thank you for doing that. I've done the math. math yeah. I appreciate it. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, <laughs> and hand-rolled cigars. In this case, we're, we've got all yeah, three buddy. in front of us, and so yeah. that's good. Let's talk a little bit about just, the craft beer. Just so you know, what you're smoking there is a surrogate. Those are great little cigars. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, really yeah. Tasty. Yeah. And how, by the way, is your Alec Bradley on it's first? It's fantastic. Yeah. It is nutty and earthy in the best possible way, with a little like almost volcanic soil kind of tasting thing going on. I'm absolutely loving it. Well, I'm getting excited about my uh, havoc. Uh, the only problem that I have noticed with it, it's burning perfectly right now. The only problem that I have noticed with it is if you look right there, Ian, there's a little rash on it. it that is actually where the havoc band came. Oh, because it had the bigger band. And it yeah, tore out a little of the wrapper, but. I've smoked cigars before where that happens There's and smoke, it burns right through it and right with no problem. Right so we'll see uh, we'll see what happens with that. But let's focus uh, for a moment 
on this cream ale. This is a wonderful, wonderful beer. And cream ales to me are, I really like them in general, but I've had a lot of them that are just kind of like tasteless. I don't mean tasteless, like bad taste. I mean, just there's not, there's a, lot not a lot of flavor, flavor going on. And this one really kind of lights up the mouth so this is the with first, some creamy flavor. This is flavors. the first one I tried when I was here the other uh, the other night. And uh, and I was like immediately like, wow, this is this is really good. And uh, just a quick question. Cream ale, blonde ale, is there a difference? Um, somewhat. So cream ale, you use adjuncts like rice or corn. Uh, blonde, not so much. Gotcha. Well, this is what's the name of this one? So that one's Lightning Strike. Lightning, Lightning Strike. Strike. I knew it had a cool name, and I couldn't remember what it was. It was number one on the board. Yeah, number one on the board today. <laughs> what I like about this and my favorite cream ales is that they have a different mouthfeel than what I associate with uh, just like an amber ale or or, yeah. or a blonde. Uh, it, it's got uh, it's not quite as crisp. It's more of a rounded. Uh, feeling on the palate and it just i don't want to use the word buttery because it's not buttery per se but it has that kind of a consistency to it. a little smoother mouth feel right, a little bit. right there's also a tiny bit of tart on the very end of this and it's not a lot it's like just something but i wasn't expecting there. It's, it's enough really to give you that little snap yeah. that makes it very thirst quenching and uh, and satisfying which is yeah, what yeah, I like. that's what we try to do we try to make it real uh now, <laughs> just just out of curiosity, how many times did you brew something and say, okay, almost, but not quite, before you got to this? Or was this like a sort of a happy first round? Yeah, about a sort, sort of a happy first time around. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you, yeah. do you go in uh, when you're brewing? Do you go in with, with a, uh, obviously you're going to have some preconceived notion of what you're doing, but do you go in with a... With a recipe that you follow direct, or you kind of a little pinch of this, a little pinch of that sometimes? Uh, no, we generally try to follow our, our recipes. Uh, occasionally, we'll have, like, find ourselves short on something, so we'll have to improvise. Improvise a little bit, right? Like, all right, well, we're going to add this this time versus what we... So I didn't think about, time. like, when, when you're a nano brewery, like, buying... Ingredients is, is a different thing than if yeah. you're buying it in right because you can't buy it in the yeah, big truckloads, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's a little bit more expensive for us, right? It being a, a per batch, yeah, yeah, per by batch, long, by long shot, because we don't get all the the perks of mm -hmm. of discount on right, bulk good, orders. Of, buying in bulk, right? <laughs> yeah. of course, it's just like anything else. But one of the cool things, though, about being the small guy to me is you can experiment a little more, yeah, because yeah. you're not dealing with things that have to be acceptable on a really large scale you could do a really strange unusual brew yes. and you may find enough people that love it to go through that barrel yeah. for you whereas if you're going to be releasing it out on a bigger scale you got to be a little more mass appeal yeah. i guess yeah. is, is the way to put it yeah, yeah. so that, i think it gives you all kinds of cool flexibility to do wonderful things like a black ipa for example yeah. that's not a super popular style no Boy, is I'm, it I'm good. Going, yeah, I'm going yeah. in there next. All right, so we're going to go and uh, maybe get a black IPA, and we'll take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll do some tasting of that. Plus, we'll also get into uh, some cigars to watch for that are all coming up. It's smoking and Toasting. Nice. Welcome back. It's smoking and Toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, 
fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. I just wanted to mention, by the way, that during the break, Terry uh, asked for more of the Glenn Levitt uh, 14. It would have been so, so insulting uh, not to because last week I asked for a little more of the Manhattan, but I really have to say this Glenn Levitt 14 is really doing it. It's, it's I, what the whiskey's supposed to taste like, feel, without, like without it being messed up by uh, I feel, I feel chemicals. I feel I'm being a little attacked. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that way? <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, imagine why. So, Lou, you are a cigar <laughs> smoker. What are some of your go-to cigars? Um... Been a minute since I smoked. Right, and here I'm putting you. This is like this is like when you have a list of your favorite bands, and someone's like, "What's your favorite band?" You're like, uh, uh, "I don't know." Uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I say that? Yeah. I say that? Stupid, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so one uh, I used to smoke a lot of was like my Uzi weighs a ton. Oh yeah, their, their Kentucky Fried, yeah. uh, Kentucky Fried cured one. Yeah, was really good. Yeah. yeah. Smoke's going, going, going very Drew Estate on us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like Drew Estate, you know, Room 101, yeah, Underground. Yeah, that's great. Um, a lot of Rocky wonderful. Patels I like. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah. Well, uh, I'd just nice. like to mention, by the way, this Havoc by A.J. Fernandez, which is, you can only get on in on JR Cigar online. Uh, not only is it not cracking like my last one, but if you look at that burn line, that is just about perfect. That's almost razor burn, now, my friend. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and lose that ash because I know where it's headed if I don't. I mean, I got a good but, burn. This Alec Bradley, by the way, is delicious. I will be buying yeah. more of these. So what I liked about this, even on the cracked one that I that I smoked. Sorry, what I liked about this, even on the cracked one that I smoked, was the flavors were so wonderfully complementary of each other. And I am getting that earth and that leather and that little bit of chocolate. It does have pepper, but pepper is not the dominant thing, which is yeah. so interesting because being a Nicaraguan cigar, and again, it's a Nicaraguan puro. And this cigar, just like the last version of it that I tried, did not give me the Nicaraguan pepper blast. So it's it's pepper definitely there, but it's kind of light on the palate, and it doesn't seem to obscure the other flavors the way that a loud truck engine can do when it goes by or or the way that uh, that pepper can sometimes do in a cigar yeah, exactly that was a that was a it lot was of motor the flavors going. that brought you back though right to try that well, it again absolutely was. to make because give it a I, second chance because i liked the flavor so yeah. much and i thought you know if i could if, if that was an anomaly the cracking every, of the cigar yeah. every once in a while happen. you'll yeah. get a cigar fail um this i'm so looking forward to this black ipa what's, okay so during the break what's you the went name in, of this one so that is uh, TFFT Back in Black. TFFT. It's a collaboration with Frosttown Brewing. I love Frosttown. Downtown yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, last year we did a collab called. That's right by your house. Yeah. Yep. Last year we did a collab called TFFT, which was a, a pale ale. And this year for our anniversary we did TFFT. And so your brewery, your brewery in here has a different name than Big Owl. Yeah, Big yeah. Owl so, is the tap house. Yeah. So the, Big yeah. Owl Craft Brewhouse is a tap room. Tap room only. They don't brew beer. Right. Nothing. They're just a, a tap room. They sell local beer, national including beer, yours. regional yeah. beer, including ours. But what makes them different is they don't have a kitchen, but they have an operating brewery inside, <laughs> which is called Chucky Forest Brewing. That's awesome. And that's yeah. the TF in TFFT. Yes. TF and TF FT. And Frost Frost Town, right? Frost TFFT. Town. Got it. Okay. All right. This so, is outrageously good. So, so yes. Yeah, yeah. So let me talk to you about it. First of all, I'm a fan of black beers in general. Uh, Shiner Black 
oh, is yeah. a wonderful black beer. Yep. Mm -hmm. The Ugly Pug Black Lager from uh, Rar and from Sons, Rar and Sons yeah. in Fort Worth. Another spectacular beer. But when you go black IPA and you've got just that little bit more hops, yeah. that's when you really start working on my palate. This is and what I love about this. And yes. hoppy, though. It's yeah. so interesting. It's roasty and hoppy. And if you look at the um, the head on the on the surface of the beer, it almost looks more like uh, like a Guinness or a, a, a lighter stout. Oh, I totally guessed it as a stout when he yeah. brought it out here due to the head. It's like uh, a baby, like a like a porter. I mean, look at the lace on this and thing. An IPA had a baby. Yeah. Oh, this it's absolutely wonderful. Now it's got a little bit of coffee, but unlike say a coffee porter or yeah. some stouts, it's not like all coffee all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know? It's interesting because it's got some porter-like quality, like the, the, the coffee and the malt up front are so big. Uh, so that makes me think almost porter. But then the mouthfeel is very different. Like a porter has a bigger mouthfeel. This is true, more true onto a mouthfeel of like a, a, bigger, uh, uh, a bigger IPA. And then that hop snap at the end, which is oddly not... There's no pine cone. There's no um, no resinous uh, uh, snappiness to it. It's all just bitter and done. It yeah. finishes outstandingly good. So Thank you. If you have a little bit of your Glen Levitt 14 left, I'd be interested for you to go uh, with a little sip of that and then back to the IPA. And I'll tell you what I found uh, going from one to the other, from the whiskey to the... Oh, it turns that into, like, candy, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, it makes... Yeah. That's why I said... Uh, uh, Buffalo Trace earlier because I was drinking this. Uh, oh, I can see and then that. I went to that. It's very it, sweet, right? Yeah, it didn't taste right. like a scotch at all. R absolutely, uh, I, into, you're totally right about that. It goes much more towards Buffalo the bourbon Trace. and it's, that it's, bourbon it's like candy when you've had that. But now go back to the black IPA. I'm mm. real curious. We might have to bottle kill that scotch that you brought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can do that. That's yeah. a big fort, uh, b bottle. <laughs> I think we're about halfway done after uh, Terry. <laughs> oh, it turns it turns this into like a coffee bomb a little a bit. Absolutely, oh, yeah. this now becomes yeah. real coffee intensive. <laughs> but like, so but not like a coffee flavored beer, like just like like badass black coffee. Yeah. Um, and then and then and then the flavor, like I said, with that Christmas on the finish, the flavor just bang, it's gone. It doesn't linger. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't hang out and make your mouth bitter. It's just like gone, and you want some more. It's Did you say Christmas on the finish? I said crispness, but oh. <laughs> I think I think Christmas on the finish would be a great name Christmas for like a, the uh, like a, a holiday ale show. Yeah, exactly. Christmas on the finish. Christmas on the finish. I like that. We'll have to remember that for our, our holiday show. Uh, holiday show this year. <laughs> well, this is absolutely wonderful. And Thank you. To me, this beer is reason all by itself to come here. How you do you know? how do you come how do you come by your um, your recipes? Uh, is this something you start with? Was you go okay? Well, this is a recipe I like, or I have a beer that I like, and here's a recipe for it. How do I make it mine, or is it somewhat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like our staple beers that we brew here, you know, we practice and brew them in in our garage. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And you know, they're generically recipe beers, lager, IPA, um, but like we never really messed with like a Belgian Trappels or stuff like that. So. A few this. months ago, we brewed a Belgian Trappel. We called it Puro Pinche Amor. No. Did we, what did we call it? Yeah, I think it was Puro Pinche Amor. I, no, I, no, it was called Bender's Brown. My bad. Uh, same. <laughs> we brewed it for the same people, but... I was loving Puro Pinche Amor. Puro Pinche Amor, <laughs> we brewed for them for their wedding. It was a watermelon, uh -huh, tahin, lager. Oh, yeah. now that's It was really, really good. 
Um, but like, when, you know, we never brewed a Belgian Trippel before. So we did our little research on what makes it a Belgian Trippel. Yeah. Um, what's used in the, the Belgian flavor Trippel. profiles, what kind of. Yeah. Kind of so we, we Oscar and I studied and it and we, you know, took a few different recipes and then we're like, OK, I like this part of the recipe, but I don't like this part. He liked this, didn't like that. And then at the end, we're like, well, we have to put a little bit of our touch on it because Turkey Forest is right. Houston's first Latino-owned brewery. I love I that. I did not you the first. Houston's first you, Latino-owned. But the first in Houston. That is awesome. 100% Latino-owned. Nobody else backing us up. No investors. It's all Latino-owned. So you guys just started yeah. out of your own pockets. That's amazing. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And so Belgian Trappels usually use like uh, candy syrup. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in the boil to get a bump that, that ABV that higher. Yeah. So what we did to make it a little bit more of our own and more Latino-ish is we added piloncillo, which is uh, unrefined Mexican sugar. Nice. Mm. And we put like about 14 pounds of that in there. Wow. And uh, it, it came out great. Um, it had a little bit of a molasses flavor in the back end. Love that. And that's from that yeah. piloncillo. I, I love that uh, you guys are doing beers that have uh, Latino themes to them, which I yes. think is is so interesting and creative because, I mean, can you imagine if every restaurant you went to only served just kind of like standard American or European cuisine? Like yeah, how right. boring that would be? Yeah. The, the fact that you can go to a great uh, a Mexican restaurant, you can go to a great Thai restaurant yeah. or Vietnamese restaurant and experience the influence of these other cultures on food and i love the way that you guys are doing that with beer i think it's i think it's just absolutely fascinating and delicious thank you so much thank you so I, much I, I really do i think and and it's also there's been a lot of conversation over the last couple of years about the uh the craft brewery scene needing to become more diverse yes, yes and we're yeah. seeing some really interesting things it, yeah. happening in that area there are more uh, women in female brewing, brewmasters and, yeah, and, and than ever before there's uh some great breweries in the brewing, right. yes. there's some great breweries that are owned by uh the black owned brewery in san antonio mm-hmm. the Weather name is Souls. yes oh th- those guys yeah. are doing fantastic yeah. beers and and so i'm thrilled to see this at least for houston you guys are the first fully Latino-owned yes. uh, brewery, and you're making that a part of the fabric of the beers that you do, which yeah, I think is yeah. just we absolutely just, awesome. Yeah, we want to add it, you know, just a touch of our flavors. Your own, by the way, that Mexican twist, sugar right. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that that totally works. That yes, totally, yes. totally works. Well, um, so you have seven beers available now when people yes. come to Big Owl, right? Yes, we uh, have seven it, now. Is that gen- the most you've ever had at one time? No, the most we've had at one time was thirteen. Ooh. Thirteen. That's years a lot of time. brewing on That's a single a kettle yeah. system, right? Yeah. yeah, we were brewing, brewing, brewing. <laughs> wow. So, um, have you had of all the beers that you have come up with at different times? And I know some of these are only until that barrel runs out, and yes. then you do something different. But have you had a favorite out of all the beers that you've done? Yes, yes. Yeah? My favorite that we've done, and it's we've only brewed it one time, which is called. What's going on, Leo? It's uh, it's Leo from Galveston Island Brewing. Nice. Oh. We need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. We'll get him out here. Get him on the mic. <laughs> um, it's called. It was called a, a Koji beer. Koji. Koji beer. What is that exactly? So Koji is actually um, it's like a fungus that they use okay. to make sake. Okay. And it's essentially we 
we did it with uh, our friend Steve. He was a sales rep for Distilled Brewing out of Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he brewed. That's D E S D I L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make some great beers. Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. He brewed a sake. We brewed a rice lager. We blended it. And then we added yuzu fruit to it, which is a Japanese citrus. Sure, yeah. And we put it on tap, and it was great. Outrageous. So Outrageous. What, what, I love what was the flavor profile? Was, so it, was, it, was it tart? Was it crispy? No, it was crispy, a little bit of citrus lemon on the background, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a little bit of funk from the sake. Oh, right. nice. Just nice. a little bit of funk from the sake. So the, the rice tends to make your beers a little on the crispier side, yeah. generally. Generally, right? the, yes. The yeah. lighter and crispier side. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And I, I can tell you, from the craft beer community, I think we can all safefully join together and say, we want the funk. Yes, yes, we want gotta the have funk. the funk. Yes, yeah. you gotta have yes. the funk. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> the so funk. yeah, there's so there's yeah, there's just a little bit of of uh, uh, of that to me. It, those are not beers that I drink all the time. Yeah, but when I do, it's more of like this this taste experience. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like certain uh, certain foods that you might order. It might not be something that you eat all the time, but when you do, you are ready for yes, that. You want to sit down, very and, you're in, get and to really savor thing. it, and yeah. that's what. That's what I feel like happens you when know, we do things that I, are fun. I'm so here. interested too because the Latin flavors, uh, the Latin flavor profile overall, is so fluid when it comes to like, uh, when it comes to like blending it with other cultures. Yeah, there's so many restaurants that are um, that are Latin fusion. fusion. Yeah, because those those flavors work so well. I mean, you've had Asian Latin fusion. Yes. And, well, uh, and like spaghetti western here in town is is uh, Italian and Latin fusion is so good and so interesting. And there's even uh, within the uh, Latin culture when it comes to cuisine, you know, you've got Tex-Mex, but yes. you've also got like authentic Mexican. There's a there's a uh, restaurant that's close to my house called Zochi, which okay. they yeah. these guys focus on only one very small region of mexico and what the cuisine is like in that region and it's a lot of moles and things that aren't it's not just your typical uh, tex-mex fair but it's very very interesting and that's something that i've found that within the latino culture there's all this diversity and variety of flavors and styles and it's just great to see you guys showing that off this black ipa is wonderful when are you going to can this or bottle it and have it releasable <laughs> in stores? Because uh, I want to take it home. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll brew it again, and then hopefully we'll have some some cans by then to to can it. We're out of cans right now, okay. unfortunately. We do have growlers though. We can fill. Uh, so oh, you, yeah. people can get growlers when they come. Yes. They come here, they taste yeah. the beer, and go. That's fantastic. Yeah. I have to you taste some of this. You can bring your own growler, home. fill it up, or you can buy one of our growlers and fill it up. Man, that's a, that that is actually a great. Great idea. All right. We have a whole lot more to talk about on the show today. We, of course, will be doing, uh, uh, you know, drinking news when we get to that. We ha- we need to tell you about a celebrity spirit, one that we really didn't need that's uh, debuting onto the scene. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what that and, is. Uh, and we want to talk a little bit, if we have time today, about how small batch became the most confusing term in American whiskey. <laughs> because it essentially has become... Exactly that. So it's, it's yeah. like the term alternative music. It, it right. meant something and then it didn't. <laughs> and yeah. then it meant, but it still got applied. Anyway. Yeah, still got applied so, to everything. All right. So we'll get into that if we have time today. Lots to talk about, lots more beers to sample, although I am already partial to this one, but you know, we'll, we'll try some others. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. And by the way, 
is this cigar smoking great or what? I'm <laughs> loving this havoc from AJ Fernandez. I love that JR. your second chance is turning out fantastic. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is just making me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. So and we you're did right at the point where you're going to get past that uh, scab on the side. That's too. right. And so we're redeeming two things on today's show. We're redeeming the havoc, and we're redeeming the mystery beverage with the uh, <laughs> with the actual Glenn Levitt 14. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something there. I was leaving. I was leaving space for you, but but we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Everything I good, love Terry. Those things. I saw you. I saw you make a face. Everything good. Yep, oh, okay. good. We're okay, good. 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 We're rolling. Uh, so we are uh, at the. Uh, a really, a really cool location that I was not at all aware of, but Ian knew about this place, brought it to our attention, and we're at Big Owl, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Big Owl Craft Brew House. Craft. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's just the tap room, a Big tap Owl room, Tap Room, right? right. And this is uh, and it includes the brewery. Inside of it is uh, Turkey Forest Brewing, and so. Uh, they're kind of separate entities, but they coexist and in a beautiful, guys, wonderful way. Yeah, they really do. They're, uh, uh, they're, they're and the tap room is great. Like if you like micro brews around town in Houston, this is a great place to come because they have a, they don't have like an enormous wall of beers, but they have a great, uh, well curated selection of beers. They have a, uh, all kinds of stuff from like ingenious brewing and fall work and all kinds of great brewing uh, right. places around here lots of regional klaus, some national. we ran into a klaus rep here he was uh in here earlier that was really nice and klaus you love because they're all about the they're uh, all about german very style german style yeah. beers yeah. And I, so. I love that they do that man i love that they can build a company and go hey we're gonna be uh the german beers all the way well these guys in celebrating their uh latino heritage brews uh, they are kind of all over the place in a wonderful way in terms of what they've got. The first beer we tried was a uh, an actual uh, cream ale. The second beer we tried was a black IPA. Both of them were absolutely wonderful. And now they've set in front of us uh, what looks like a fruited sour. What do you know about this beer? Ian? So <laughs> I know that this is, they call it their red ale, and I'm not entirely, I was just looking it up. I was getting, um, uh, uh, Terry just got me a, the uh, uh the beer menu but it's not code. loading up on my phone very fast well i can so tell this you is this the is red not ale. a traditional fruited sour no, this because is a, it's not nearly that sour it's not that sour yeah it does have some tartness to it which i like it looks though we look at the and color on that it almost looks like a fruit punch is what yeah, it kinda, almost looks yeah. like but it's got a nice dryness not quite to it. juicy juice yeah it's got a nice dryness to it and it uh really drinks very refreshing oh it smells a lot of times brilliant. with sour ales you love the taste but they're not that refreshing because the sour quality kind of, you know, has you sort of sipping it for taste and tasting it on the front of your palate. I think more, more so. tart than sour, to be honest. I agree. It's almost like it's a uh, some kind of a really cool berry. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really like nice. Like a kai berry or yeah, something like that. that for sure. That is uh, influencing this. Is that well, how you Ian, say well, that? Ian's looking that up. I was lo- yeah, I was looking up to see which. Uh, which one this was. Uh, while Ian's doing that, I just want to point out that my Havoc uh, by A.J. Fernandez from J.R. Cigar has now burned past that little uh, spot where the wrapper uh, uh, got torn when I took the band off. Where the scab was? Where the scab was. And it is just smoking absolutely perfectly. I'm getting wonderful leather and oak out of this now. A, still an undercurrent of pepper. And I'm enjoying every moment 
of this cigar. So this is my reclamation project because <laughs> I, I, I smoked one last week and I loved the flavors, but I had problems with the construction. And this one so far has given me zero. I haven't even so much as thought about touching up, touching it up. With when the you're talking about uh, a cigar maker that has that kind of reputation, you have to take those ones that the the ones that where you have a construction issue are the outliers, you know. Sure. And we've all been through this whole thing where, like, a company gets acquired and then all of a sudden all their cigars do that. Um, but this is not one of those things. This right. is when you buy one from uh, A.J. Fernandez, you know that if you have a, a faulty cigar, that was a one well, in. When you're buying a handmade made. product, they're not going to be exactly alike every time. It's one mm-hmm. of the things, actually, that makes cigars fun because they may change a little bit from uh, from stick to stick even even if they're using the same general blend of tobacco, well, that even gives us it, that even gives us great uh, side projects like like seconds that you can buy sure. sometimes that they've sorted and out and they say, well, these don't, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, these don't these don't conform to the color or the uniformity that we want in in our uh, presentation boxes. So then you can buy those on the side, and you got a great cigar that maybe looks a little mottled or is a little lumpy Absolutely, or something yeah. like that. We are uh, on location today at the Big Owl Brew House. We're uh, just off of uh, Airline Drive in Houston, Texas. So this is a local spot for us uh, and, and a great one. I'm really glad you discovered this. I bet it was fun watching an Astros game in there. It's not, it was... it's not laid out like your typical sports bar, by the way, with no. 78,000 yeah. screens. But that kind of annoys me, actually, to be honest. No, they got a couple screens up on one side, and they yeah. got a couple screens up by the bar. And then we were talking to them earlier, and they mentioned, uh, well, today's going to be an interesting Monday because they have a, apparently a D&D crowd that comes in on Mondays oh, yeah. and, oh, nice. and plays and, D&D. And then they have a poker crowd that comes in and plays. And just so... To avoid any confusion, because most of you guys get the show on Saturday, uh, we record generally on Mondays of the week oh, yeah, prior yeah. to the Saturday release. So as we're doing this, it is Monday. So they've got us, then they've got a D and D crowd, and then Game Seven. Oh, then Game of the Seven tonight. So, it's gonna be, it's yeah, gonna be so crazy. we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Want to just mention to our. Uh, uh, to our broadcast listeners who only get the first hour of the show, check us out on YouTube to get the rest of it. We will be back with hour two, including drinking news, and this is Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled I cigars. And in things. some cases, celebrity spirits. Celebrity and in some spirits. Cases, celebrity spirits we really didn't need. And I have a feeling. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I have a feel. Well, okay. So Conor McGregor, <laughs> did we really need proper number twelve? We've tasted that <laughs> on the show. No, We're, it's green and it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. young. It's, it's, oh, so it's, I, I will say, disclaimer: I have no idea what this next whiskey I'm going to tell you about is going to taste like. Could be the best ever. Could be, but my expectations <laughs> are not high because Hollywood actor. Jean Claude Van Damme uh, oh, is boy. participating in the global launch of his new Irish whiskey brand called Old Oak. Now Conor McGregor's Old is an Irish. Oak. Conor McGregor's is an Irish whiskey. That one is definitely a disappointment. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme movies are definitely a disappointment. <laughs> wait a second, uh, he played Frank Dukes, man. Yeah, uh, well, and we know everything was legit. Oh wait, 
Yeah. <laughs> like Frank, Frank Dukes may have been lying. I'm going to quote from an article on thespiritbusiness.com. Is that, I, I, I wanted this to be called like the Kumite or something. Right, right? exactly. You would hope for something <laughs> well, like yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted it to be like left hook or I it mean, just like, has a like picture of karate kick. It just has kick. a picture of his... his, his uh, his master on that on that movie would just mean mugging him the whole time, right? I just want to say you know way too much about Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Pretty fluent in them, aren't you? Has me questioning you on some some <laughs> certain visceral levels. Remember the one where he was on the boat? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, no. I, you know, I really wanted to no say one no. Can say that. I really no, wanted to did. say no, but I do actually remember that. You're, you're totally so, right. It's so buried in the zeitgeist. <laughs> it it totally is. Anywhere. I wish. I wish I could say no, but uh, but no. Uh, yes, I do remember. Uh, quoting the SpiritBusiness.com, Van Dam, known for his on-screen martial arts performances, performances. and I will add known for his terrible use of dialogue, um, uh, co-owns Old Oak Irish Whiskey with Kevin Carson and a number of other uh, investors. Their portfolio currently is made up of a three-year-old blended Irish whiskey created from liquid aged in ex-bourbon barrels and a five-year-old blend that was finished in a rum barrel. So Van Damme, in addition to Butchering the movies now has an opportunity to butcher a whiskey. It but who knows? It could be good. I mean, what if it is? two chairs. What if it is actually fantastic? All right. Well, here's, here's, here's what I will agree to. I will get some when I can find it, and we will try it on the show, and we will give it an we'll honest give it a and total fair, fair chance. Is it just now available? Uh, I understand it to be, yes. Okay. Uh, it just launched globally as of last week. So. Okay. Um, and John Claude says it was the perfect opportunity to combine two things with which I feel a close connection: whiskey and its rich heritage, and the charisma and warmth of Ireland and its people. Did he and, say that while? Kumite. Did he say that while he was doing the splits between two chairs? Yes, that would be, that <laughs> I believe. Would be I believe he did. And beating up a cameraman while he was blinded <laughs> because of sand in his eyes yeah. or something. It's a forty percent ABV and will retail for forty two dollars per bottle. They had so. they had him blind taste tested by throwing sand in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, you're now blind. Taste this whiskey. <laughs> uh, so, um, so Ian, tell me a little bit more about your cigar that you're smoking and how it's working out with this, this cigar uh, is outrageously good. Um, I keep saying outrageous today, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, it's my catchword catchphrase for the day. Um, yep. This is the Alec Bradley, um, the uh, pre-embargo tobacco. It is nutty and earthy and a little bit leathery, and it is fantastic all the way down. The burn is really good. The, uh, the, the wrapper on this has a little bit of a leathery and a little oily feel to it overall. The flavor on this goes with everything we've tried so far, and especially that whiskey is so good. But even with the sour red ale... It's going with it just fine. It's it's so nutty and toasty. Like if you like, like the nutty and toasty. This is all of this is probably one of the closer to um, Cuban flavored cigars that I've had that isn't an actual Cuban. It's just got that kind mm -hmm. of that kind of spice in the nuttiness and the earthiness, and then um, and it just is is so good. And it's probably about a medium profile. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce this whiskey. Uh, we may have just. Barely enough time to taste it in this segment, but I thought we could at least get started. This is our, our spirit for the show today, uh, one that I picked up. It is the Old Forester, but it's not just Old Forester. It's the Old Forester 
Statesman. Now, this is definitely one of the pricier bottles of Old Forester. Yes, because generally Old Forester is one of the less expensive whiskeys. Well, but this one, I don't think it costs less expensive. You can get Old Forester starting at about, I think, what, $30? That Somewhere seems, like, that seems about right. Right. So this bottle's more in the $50 range. This is oh, one, nicely of the, done. one of the upper level ones. And I love Old Forester. I think it's real hard to find an Old Forester that's bad. Right. Um, um, but the ones that are uh, the ones that are uh, ab- above and beyond are really above and beyond. I just wanted to mention I was able to take the primary band off of the Havoc cigar and no, With no uh, scars, no scars. Yeah, no scars, no scabs. So uh, I thought this would be interesting. Um, you know, we talked about scabs in between the uh, segments. Yes, too. we did. That's, you want to go ahead and share that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how me and my brother got into a conversation about vampires, but. It occurred to me that if you have a <laughs> How scab, did you, uh, was whiskey involved? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that if you have a scab, that's like jerky. That's like that's like jerky for a vampire, right? That that seems. This is blood sense. jerky. <laughs> uh, or or like you know you know you're, when you, you're welcome for that. You'll never be able to get that out of your brain. <laughs> or like you know when you eat a muffin and the best part is the crusty part on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Give like me some that. of that good scab. All right. Give so we only got. <laughs> I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for the. <laughs> usually we talk about stuff that tastes good. Not about uh, stuff that coagulates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this oh old uh, Forester Statesman <laughs> Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's uh, 95 mm. proof. And this what's is, your. Uh, this is fantastic. It's so bourbon and delicious. Oh, it really is bourbon. It's yeah. uh, it's it's sweet. It's got a little bit of bite to the back end of it, just enough to to let you know you're drinking the bourbon. Oh it's, yeah. I hate to say this word, but it's smooth and delicious. <laughs> and the havoc has found its partner. Oh, I oh, can that kind of good, huh? Yeah, yeah, it really has. I don't know how that'll work with the Alec Bradley, but. Mm. You know, they don't argue with each other. That's but yeah, enough. this is. Yeah, uh, you know, you Old Forester is just so good. Like, uh, like, okay, so everybody out there listening to this, please don't go buy Old Forester because I don't want it to become one of those, one of those allocated, t- like, hard yeah. to find things. So, we don't want to turn it into Blanton's. For, forget everything I said about Old Forester, but this is so good. Yeah. $50 that, a bottle. That's this a, that's a just under fifty dollar bottle. Okay, so this is as good as some of those allocated things uh, that you now can buy on a secondary or even at some underhanded stores for two hundred dollars a bottle. This is easily yeah. as good. I'm going to share a little of this with you because I think you don't have any more. I went back to the black IPA after okay. uh, trying the Forester, the old Forester, and now it is just oh, it's just like almost like a coffee porter. It's like it's like a malty uh, coffee bomb at this point. Mm-hmm. Really We're delicious. To see what happens when we go back to the uh, whiskey now. Well, I think we can try this. Oh, it makes it. Oh. Oh, I'm getting chocolate now. Yeah. So there's a chocolate profile. There's a sweet candy kind of thing going on. There's a. Mm, there's an aftertaste that's very different. It's like a, a tangy kind of thing. I'm digging it. So a little bit of an edit there, but that's okay because we do pre-record the show, and sometimes it requires an These edit. Things happen, like like when Ian passes gas, or you know something like that goes on. When Terry drinks too much of the Glenn Levitts, it's necessary. Yeah, it's necessary, <laughs> right? When when our 
when our producing engineer drinks a little too much of the Glenn Levitt and gets too excited, uh, yeah, sometimes we have to do. He's edit. drooling on, but his that's mic okay again. because in our edit we uh, have picked up another guest. And uh, Ian, <laughs> Ian, would you uh, care to introduce? So this is our Oscar. Guest? So uh, Turkey Forest nice. Brewing. This is uh, you can. There's a microphone right there. And you're going to need to put that about this far Pretty from close, your face. Right here, yeah. So, yeah, there you like go. This, Think yeah. rock star. You know, yeah. you're right up, right up in the grill. Yeah, uh, and uh, unfortunately, like since I have a since I have a wireless mic, I can't swing it around on the uh, the, the cable like uh, Steven Tyler does. Right. You yeah. know, but if you really want to look rock star, you can go like this. You lift it up. Yeah, lift okay, it up like yeah, this, yeah. and then and then and look then, off in the distance, right. like you're. Like and you're and then if you want to be more like a rap star, it's more like this. But that will make you sound that will make you sound terrible. Sound distorted. It does. Yeah. I can hear so it. I'm gonna rock it one wind in the other. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> See how so we feels. did. We did pour you a little bit of this uh, whiskey that we've been sampling. You know, I appreciate this. That. Is the you. Old Forester Statesman Kentucky Straight and, Bourbon Whiskey. <laughs> have you had Old Forester? We found it to be wonderful. Old Forester. Every expression is so good, and this one. Cheers, my friend. Yes. So you and Louis are Turkey Forest, huh? That's right. Um, he's turkey. I'm forest. Yeah. Noted. Uh, so run, forest, run, run. Forest, run. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, turkey is the name of his cat. Oh, oh! I was gonna <laughs> ask. What is, is the even? name of my dog? Okay. <laughs> that's what, that's oh, what, that explains that's, the picture that has a dog and a cat on right, it right that's, here. Yes, it's right at the we front of the that. That's that explains the logo. Yes, well, exactly. we'll, we'll take a picture of that what, and get him to edit it. What got you guys started brewing together? Oh, was it someone's car alarm perfect. going off? It was somebody's car alarm. That was yeah, exactly no. what it was. <laughs> it's one of the things that happens, you know, when you're uh, uh, you doing a live show. In the, show. Yeah. in the outdoors, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. The wild sound. The wild call of the car alarm. It's almost like a mating call for another car, I think. Right. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, but seriously, what got you guys started uh, in brewing beer together? It was it was Louis. Louis deserves all the credit. Um we had been wanting to Nicely get into done, the, by the way. yeah, really, man. You stood up and <laughs> just shut up. That was awesome. It uh, knew I was coming. So yeah, Louis wanted to, to. We wanted to get into the craft brew industry somehow. Were you already like home brewing at that time? No, that was even before we, we home. Wow. Oh, so you guys, you guys the, put the horse before the cart, and we're like, we're gonna make this thing work. We we <laughs> like we like drinking so much <laughs> that we're like, okay, how do we get in besides mm. by just by the way drinking? I am writing my congressman today, and I'm going to propose that it be added to all school curriculums in mathematics and in chemistry. You're right. The the uh, basic foundations for brewing and distilling because if that had been in math and chemistry when i was in school you'd, you'd i'd have paid have a hell answers. of a lot more attention yes. yeah you're paying Absolutely. a lot more percentage attention. attenuation right reached oh yeah, yeah, yeah right oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna go wait a second wait a second hang on the mash bill and then we do what uh, you know th that's yes. what i'm talking about yeah, right no i think yeah. that's a great idea no yeah. but you guys I'll, you guys wanted to get into the, the craft beer industry yeah how whatever capacity we even discussed uh, growing uh, grain. Wow. But we said, man, farming's too much work. Farming is a lot, a lot of work. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. We know. You wanted to brew and yeah, then sit in the brewery and drink. Yeah. So I saw you in there working, and I even mentioned, I said, so you find yourself being a sanitizer. Yes. And occasionally you have beer. Exactly. That's what it really boils down to. There's a lot of cleaning when you're doing beer. We clean before. We clean during. 
we clean after. Sanitize, you know, they did sanitize, that. Sanitize. They did that on Breaking Bad as well. I remember that the <laughs> cleaning was a big you part want that clean of what mess. Walter White and uh, and uh, uh, his, uh, his sidekick there uh, did. That's why, am so I, wrong. why am I missing his sidekick's name? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, all right. So we do have to take a break. I have to tell you though, um, I I not only love your beers, but I love the fact that you guys have essentially started the first fully Latino-owned uh, brewery in the greater Houston area. Thank you. Yeah, I think fantastic. that's so cool. It's a, it's a point of, of pride, uh, of course, that, that we were... And we it was it struck us as odd. Uh, it was like, wait a minute, really? In Houston, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I and, get that. I yeah, get that. Yeah. And, well, and we so, looked and we yeah. searched. And, yeah. We, and, and yeah, there wasn't anybody when we opened. But there are there is at least one more now. And they're called Project Halo, and they're also great. They're out there in Brookshire, uh, close to Baba. Nice. So okay, nice. so out west of Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I like well, the way you're helping the, uh, you're, you're with yeah, the, your yeah, friends with them. Right. You know, that's right. Help each other out. Help each other, man. Well, listen, uh, I may look white, but my name is Cruz. So uh, you know, we got this going on. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the next segment. It's Smoking and Toasting. And thank you for joining us for show number 351. Take it away, Terry. <laughs> Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And, uh, uh, speaking of which, Ian's about to light oh, his second one of the show. Yes, I'm going for the EPC Platinum Bash. I uh, have the, not seen or had one of those. 70-year celebration. Looks this thing nice and maduro Look how gnarly this looks. It's so dark, yeah. like a scuro dark, kind of Digging leathery, that. oily. Ridiculous. It's got this silk footer that I have to take off. I would have high expectations for this cigar. The silk footer does not want to come off. I'm going to have to cut it with my knife. Speaking of high expectations, I just wanted to mention that the Havoc by uh, A.J. Fernandez from JR Cigar has far exceeded the experience of when I smoked this for last week's show. You remember I had the cracked uh, wrapper in several places. It was still really delicious, which is kind of a pain to smoke because of the construction issues. This one has had all of the deliciousness, zero construction zero issues. issues. I haven't even all. touched this up even once. And not only that, but it found its partner in this old for Forrester uh, 95 proof uh, Statesman bourbon. What you're saying is, is they form like Voltron? They absolutely do. They absolutely do. And I won't embarrass myself by making that a Transformers reference uh, again, like I did last. I time. had to explain to Jim though the other day what Voltron, what a Voltron was. Yeah, when he was there, Jim Heim the other day. And, I did and was Jim like? Did, did you feel like he understood by the end of? Your I think he understood, but I don't <laughs> think he was a regular watcher of the Voltron cartoon <laughs> as maybe Ian and I were. So I just want to mention, you know, with Jim Heim, uh, uh, who was our guest host, we're going to be doing a show on Jim Heim's famous cigar smoking porch and he's working up a uh, uh an opportunity for us to uh do something i've been wanting to do forever on the show which is to do a show that we can title smoking cigars at church and i'll explain more oh, about yes. that nice. i'll explain more about that yes. uh a little bit later on in the show ian we've been brought one of the uh uh beers that the turkey forest guys have here at big owl craft brew house and it is the turkey forest lager this lager well, I mean, like, yours is very full. I have been sipping mine, and plus I tried it the other night. Ooh, it's, this is good. Yeah, it's really, like, their beers here are so solid. And um, and that's the reason I said we have to do a show here, because, like... Well, 
you're right because these are not just like sort of like okay we need a logger here's a logger we need a, a a black ipa here's a black no IPA. these are well crafted they didn't even have an ipa on tap the other night they now they have i think two ipas on tap they have the black one that we tried a minute ago which is fat fantastic and then um they have a different ipa that uh, is on tap now but they also have an oktoberfest which you know oh, we're going to try that oh like, yeah next, but, right uh, do we have enough segments to try all the beers we want to try we may have to try two beers next. we may have to do a bonus segment <laughs> may, may have to do a bonus segment. <laughs> well this is really good eminently drinkable but crisp and look at how loaded with, loaded with flavor though that's the thing you know what my biggest critique of many lagers is that they're while they may be refreshing and drinkable they're a little light in the flavor category think about drinking a, a coors light for example yeah. it's refreshing it's good if it's cold and the mountains are the appropriate color yes but it is not a flavor experience the, the mountains are an early warning system on that one. <laughs> of course because <they> <laughs> when it warms up it's, it's no bueno <laughs> some people would say um the uh, you know a lot of these a lot of these small craft houses like this they're using they're using quality components and they're really taking pride in their beer and I absolutely love yeah and if the mountains aren't blue you, you do not know what to do well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it's not uh, it's not happening but uh, but no this is wonderful it is just as refreshing as those less flavorful lagers that we were talking about but it is just absolutely Packed, it's just packed a with flavor. super, uh, super uh, sweet kiss on the um, on the back end of this. It's just so nice, like to finish this beer. All right. Well, we have speaking of finish, we have a lot to do before we finish the show today. We have drinking news. I want to tell you about some cigars to watch for. We already told you about John Claude Van Damme's whiskey, and I feel like we may have like that. We may have just wasted a segment with that. We have more important things to talk about than uh, John Claude Van Damme's whiskey. Oh, so yeah. we'll try to. Get to all of those. I mean, those. do you think? I think John Wick could kick his butt. Yeah. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. Keanu forever. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's smoking and toasting. Keanu forever. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Ian and I have both lit new cigars, and uh, we're going to be trying a new beer in this segment. As well as getting to drinking news momentarily. We've decided, but look Ian, at this table. This is an embarrassment of riches. It's yeah, beautiful. Said, yes. It really beautiful. is. Ian, you are smoking this E.P. Carrillo. What is it? A platinum? This is the platinum bash. I, uh, I have not had this. Cigar. I wasn't even familiar anniversary. with this cigar. It is so good. It is. Uh, mm. It's outrageously round and delicious <laughs> with a little bit of pepper. Leather. Um you were, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of coffee going on in there. You were kind enough to offer me a cigar from your little uh, stash, which is wonderful. I did, yes. And this is the Southern Draw Cedrus, but in the Lancero, which I have not had this size. I've had the Cedrus, and it's wonderful. The Cedrus is one is, of my absolute go-tos, This man. is absolutely wonderful. It is so leathery and rich. It's now, just wonderful. Now, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever had the Lancero. I've always had the Torpedo, and I picked that up on a whim. And uh, and it looks like it'd be amazing. So it, it is it. leather, uh, pepper, a little bit of citrus, and it's just a wonderful combination of flavors. And I have a feeling it's going to go well with this. Look uh, at what we have here: Oktoberfest or Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is what it says. Right, look at this is the, color on this thing. 
This is like the perfect color for an Oktoberfest beer. Oh boy. Oh wow. Does this ever go with this? Yeah, man. I drank I drank like two or three of these the other night. They were so good. <laughs> Oktoberfest. This is what I'm this is what it. brought us here. <laughs> yes, actually. So yeah, well, all the beers though, man. All the beers that I tried, they had like I said, they had three on tap. And I tried all three of the uh Turkey Forest beers. And dang, man, like every one of them hit a spot. Like there's nothing wrong with any of them. Yeah, you can't even absolutely. pick at them. No, and I, and I totally get why you wanted to do the show here because these guys. I th- when you first said Nana Brewery, I thought, okay, well they'll have a beer here that'll be pretty good, and maybe one of those will be okay. Right. But these guys are nailing it with every single one of Dude, these they're beers. crushing it. Like when you got when you got there's literally two guys. Mm-hmm. Like that brewery is two guys and a barrel. Two guys in a barrel. That'd be a good brewery. And here. a lot of sanitation equipment. <laughs> Two guys, a barrel, and a lot of sanitation. Listen, equipment. man, when well, like so, I I work with wood a lot. Like I do a lot of woodworking, guitars and furniture and things like that. And uh, mostly I sand things. Yeah. And eventually something comes out as a product. These guys sanitize things, and that's the thing. Like when you when you have a brewery, or when you're brewing, even home brewing, like the little bit that I've done. You are sanitizing everything. Like, that's the like, bulk of the work. Yeah, you do more work sanitizing than you do brewing. Yeah, because when you're waiting for everything to heat up and hold it at heat and extract all the uh, extract all the sugars and stuff like that, you're smoking a cigar. But, man, as soon as everything's done, before you even start, you're sanitizing everything. And I know what you're thinking. Didn't you sanitize it last time before you right. uh, or after you did everything? Yes. Yeah. But then you sanitize everything again before you start. And then you start making your beer and then every time you uh stop using a vessel you immediately sanitize it yeah whether you're going to use it again or not because again you have I, to be super clean. again i learned this watching breaking bad uh. <laughs> <laughs> the episode with the fly you remember that one the fly the fly i, oh. know, I I've never uh. watched breaking bad oh my god ian okay we got to stop the I show did, right here yeah breaks on right here yeah. oh my god I I, i'm saw, with yeah. two of you yes. that have never I, watched guys i just i apparently just broke he's still just ever broke the he, he's still just the dad from Malcolm in the Middle to me. Okay. <laughs> Let me just stop everything right here. It is the single greatest television show ever made. <laughs> Certainly television drama. I would say television show. But I, when I, he's the dad out. from Malcolm in the Middle, he's hilarious. <laughs> he well, is. he is. He's and hilarious. that's one of the better television comedies ever done. <laughs> yeah. Largely because of Brian Cranston. Yeah. But as brilliant as he is in Malcolm in the Middle, he's 20 times that in Breaking Bad. All right. We could talk about this for a long time. Well, you know, about the sanitation thing, I will have to say, these guys, since we've been here, and I've been here since, you know, what, uh, 1230 this afternoon or something, and they have done nothing but sit back there and work and brew their brew and clean their clean. Normally, when we have a show on location like this, they can't wait to be on mic and, you know, get as much exposure. For the, no, but they're busy sanitizing. No, they're they, They've so, enjoyed being on mic, but they also got to get back to work. They apparently brew Mondays and Tuesdays are their brewing days, and then they got to do all the other stuff the rest of the days. So we caught them on that day, and we interrupted their day. So I don't know how much later they're going to have to be at work than they yeah. normally are. <laughs> but the sanitation will go on. Yes, regardless. The sanitation will go on. Well, <laughs> you gotta it, it's time now on the program for me to utter a, a phrase that is very seldom uttered anywhere in the world, <laughs> and that is... Grab your ukulele. <laughs> Ooh, my ukulele is slightly out of tune. Maybe because in Hawaii, that's that's uttered in Hawaii regularly. Maybe I don't. I, I don't even know if it's Grab uttered there. Grab your ukulele, there. Uncle yeah. Bob. Yeah. All right, let's do it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, a reminder that Drinking News is our segment on the program, which has inexplicably become quite popular. And it is the segment where we bring you a story that is sometimes, but not always, about drinking, but is often best enjoyed if you've been drinking. There is that. Especially if you've been drinking really good beers really like good this beer. Oktoberfest. So here at Drinking News, uh, by the way, today's story is about drinking. Oh. Uh, today, here at Drinking News, we're all big fans of all kinds of comedy. Yes. From the master, the late George Carlin, (laughs) to the everyman, Jim Gaffigan, from the crazy girl accents of Maria Bamford, to the (laughs) frenzy of late night Robin Williams, to the quiet contemplations of Stephen Wright. (laughs) That guy's hilarious. (laughs) And from the cerebral, even political commentary of the late Lenny Bruce, to the redneck commentary of Jeff Foxworthy. Uh It is Mr. Foxworthy whom we will quote... On today's drinking news, I, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Lewis Black too. That guy. Oh, I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, There's so yes, many. Yes. We couldn't name them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Mr. Foxworthy whom we will quote on today's drinking news, and I will even do my best to do a sort of a half-assed Jeff Foxworthy impersonation for you <laughs> or impression. One of his lines that always makes me laugh is when he says, "If you've ever been too drunk to fish." <laughs> <laughs> You might be a redneck. (laughs) Apparently, however, however, that is not always the case. Which brings us to our story on today's edition of Drinking News. It involves a Boston man. Bostonian man. Who apparently develops an incredible craving for seafood whenever he has a few. And one night... Which, according to Where the report, did I park the car? <laughs> Sorry. By the harbor. Uh, one night, which, according to this report, was a night of, and I'm quoting here, spectacularly heavy drinking, oh. end quote. Oh. Spectacularly even. Wicked heavy. He decided that the only that thing to do, heavy. wicked heavy, he decided that the only thing to do was to take matters into his own hands <laughs> and satisfy his seafood craving by catching some fish himself. Oh, oh well, yeah. Right. So the man took out his boat and proceeded to do... Noodling for sharks? Just that. (laughs) Navigating somewhat drunkenly into one of the city's canals. (laughs) Unfortunately for the Boston man, he wasn't the only one in the canal that evening. He just so happened to be joined by the Massachusetts Environmental Police. Oh, boy. Massachusetts Environmental Police. There's a phrase you won't put to music again. (laughs) You know, I never thought that I would actually use those words in a song. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were apparently on patrol at the time, and the cops apprehended our drunken Boston man, who now has his own personal criminal record. But it isn't for what you might think. No. You would expect him to be arrested for booty. That's B-U-T-I, boating under the influence. But, oh. but, that, is, but that is not the transgression no. that landed him in jail. Ew. The environmental cops instead arrested him for being 
too good at fishing. What? <laughs> uh uh. Apparently, in, for sharks. <laughs> apparently, in his drunken state, the Bostonian man had netted 122 sea bass. Which is about 121 more than you can normally catch when you're sober. Oh, boy. The city apparently has a rule. I'm going to clean these and eat these tonight. The city apparently has a rule that you are only allowed to catch a maximum of eight sea bass. So our inebriated friend was 114 over the limit. (laughs) Dude, that's that's freaking rock and roll right there, man. That is. The uh, city... Sorry, this Oktoberfest is too good. It's really good, right? The city made him donate his surplus to charity, although we have not been able to ascertain which charity received 114 dead fish. (laughs) For all we know, they were donated to the Boston Red Sox, who after this year's miserable season may legitimately qualify as a charity. (laughs) Now, I've never been particularly good at fishing myself, although I am quite skilled at the act of sitting on a boat and drinking a beer. But the skill shown by our drunken Boston angler has inspired me. And when I'm inspired, as regular listeners of this program may already know, I am often moved to write poetry. So if I may indulge you, please allow me to share the poetic sonnet that I've written about today's drinking news story. Which goes a little something like this. And thank you for the poetry reading music. A drunk Boston man left his trailer, but wound up in the hands of a jailer. With too many sea bass, they arrested his ass, and now we know what to do with a drunken sailor. I don't know what to say about that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was good. Hey, it's a question that's plagued man, mankind for a very long time. And I'm just happy to have done my part in helping to answer it. Reporting live reporting live from Boston, where at the next Red Sox game, the first 114 people through the gate win a complimentary hat and a dead sea bass. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> I know, Ian, that answering the question, what do you do with a drunken sailor, has been something that's been on it's your been mind, on for, mind a for a very long time. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So so there you go. Yes, we, yes. Got, we got partway there. When uh, we have our rum fancies, we have to ask that question. <laughs> that's right. Oh, so I I just wanted to mention from the Oktoberfest back to the old Forester. And then back to the Oktoberfest. So these two, this is one of those things where this beer and this whiskey are so amazing together. They really are. And it wasn't even really planned. That it's a turkey forest beer and old forester whiskey, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's just a happy coincidence. But they do really work well together. There's like when you drink the uh, when you drink the old forester first, and then you go to the beer, you pick up these fall flavors, these um, these great like uh, uh, the malt and the, uh, the the fall flavors that come from that marzen right there. Mm-hmm. And then when you go mm-hmm. back, it turns that old forester into this caramel. 
um, beautiful caramel with wood kind of bomb. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm going to rush into this because I promised we do it on the show today and we haven't gotten there. So let me tell you about, according to liquor.com, which is a great website. Yep. Some cocktails that are perfect for the changing of the weather. Uh, many places, the leaves are already turning color and, you know, fall is here. Just like it is here, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Forbidden Fruit is a cocktail that is made uh, with a bottled and bond apple brandy and Pim's number one lemon juice oh, yeah. and a touch of simple syrup. You can find these recipes, by the way, on liquor.com. I won't go through the full recipe, obviously, because we don't have time. Perfect Pear is number two. Uh, you don't have to do dark spirits just because it's autumn. Uh, in fact, gin can work just as well now as it did all summer, led by this recipe. Check that out. They use a topper of champagne for festive bubbles on this. So it's perfect pear, but not yeah. pear, P-E-A-R. Right. P it is P-E-A-R. Oh, is it? Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. So it's and as of... the days cool down, reach for your flannel with a cocktail called flannel, uh, because this recipe is served cold, but it'll warm you up as soon as you start to ship to sip. Rather. Uh, it's cognac, apple cider syrup, allspice dram, orange juice, and garnish with an orange peel. That sounds pretty and good. And this actually. one is my favorite, I think. Spanish Armada. Rum, brandy, sherry, scotch, bitters. That's not the shopping list for your next bar cart. That is the ingredients needed to make this cocktail a potent but surprisingly nuanced drink. And who could forget pumpkin nog? You've pumpkin heard of eggnog. Nog. But toast the month of pumpkins and prep for the impending holiday season with a Halloween-appropriate spin on eggnog. It is a large-format recipe that gets rid of the store-bought mixes in favor of a homemade batter that's flavored for fall with pumpkin puree, vanilla extract, and cinnamon. Not only is it cool and creamy, but slightly offbeat. And uh, it is a true showstopper, they say. So you can get the recipes for this and a number of others at uh, liquor.com. Liquor.com is, a website, is a website such totally a fun recommend. website. It yeah. really is. It really is. Uh, all right. So I think we have to take a break here. Is it time, Terry? It is. All right. So we take a break. We'll be back to wrap things up. This has been a really fun show. And I want to give uh, props to our uh, hosts here momentarily so fantastic it's smoking and toasting we are on location at uh, a big a, owl tap room a really amazing place yeah in houston texas who knew this was here i'm happy to have discovered it we'll be right back welcome back it is smoking and toasting our show is all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. Uh, my co-host is Ian Barry. Howdy, y'all. Uh, and uh, we have, of course, our on-site segment producer, Terry, is here. Hola, como esta? And in the cloud. We call him Adam in the cloud. He is our uh, executive producer, and we have to apologize to Adam because we gave him a little more work <laughs> He's than got to do by screwing up one of the segments. Adam, so sorry. Glad you're there to take care of us. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to point out that we've learned a lot of important things on this show, but none may be more important than the fact that Jean-Claude Van Damme is releasing a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Old Oak. Dude, you know, the only thing more upsetting than the fact that John Jean-Claude Van Damme may be uh, releasing a whiskey is that what if it's actually good? Right. Yeah. What if it's really good? What if it does something that none of his movies have ever done, which is it's good? <laughs> No, all right, I mean, no, take me back uh, to the one on, on the boat because uh, I've seen that, and and I don't remember hating it. I don't as know, much like to be honest with you, like other than other than um, 
the movie about the Kumite, um, I'm not sure that I can separate all his other movies. Most of them are heavy on action. I remember, light on I dialogue. remember there was a boat. I remember he was a chef. It was a chicken and a cake. Mm-hmm. It was a chicken. That's cake. the one. That's the one Jean Claude Van Damme movie. If you remember more of that watching. movie than me, uh, comments below. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I want to just say, action movies. Ever since, really, I think Stallone and Schwarzenegger sort of perfected this. Action movies are defined by their catchphrases, right? Mm. I'll be back, yeah. from Schwarzenegger, and, and so on. Like, and also, I can't win. Is it, I, best I can do is, is is take them to the. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But but the thing about it is, although I think the, I think the catchphrase from that movie was actually Adrian. There's but, that. But yeah. But. Whenever you watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, should you find yourself in this age of streaming where you can literally watch any movie you want actually settling for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, I think what you'll find is him working way too hard to try to come up with a catchphrase. Oh. Right? Yeah. So you don't get to do you're the disease and I'm the cure anymore. That's been done. Yeah. So they, they go further, you know, and try harder the catchphrase and i just don't feel like it works very well <laughs> uh, are you disagreeing with me uh, I, no I, I have i have nothing to say yeah, on okay. that. Well, exactly. we well we're talking about john claude van damme here like i think when we talk about like the the quality of the movies that john claude van damme puts out um i think that they speak for themselves i think so and i think honestly i'm, I'm curious about the whiskey we have to try it yeah we yeah. do and we will i mean that's the thing we will yeah so I will tell you something else. So we might try. have to uh, choreograph a fight while we try it. <laughs> what we'll have is Cruz do the splits between two chairs. Yes, I'll do the splits between yes, two chairs. Exactly. That's yes, please. We'll, try, we'll try the whiskey that yes, way. Yes, exactly. That. That's right. All right. All right. <laughs> I tell you what else we're working on. We have we have a couple of interesting things coming up next show. Our whiskey expert Chris Hart returns. That guy. I'm very excited about this and. We have not had Chris on since we started into radio syndication. So I want to, po- to apologize in advance to Adam, who is going to have to go in and edit every F-bomb that Chris dropped. <laughs> and when you, when you edit it, please put the word bubbles in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Bubbles. Exactly. Bubbles. Yeah. I'll just bubbles. say it now. You can record it and put it in. Bubbles. Yeah, put that in every bubbles. time. Yeah, right. Uh, but we're looking forward to that. And then uh, coming up soon, we're going to do another pipe show. That's going to be yeah. fun. Which I'm very excited yes, about. Yes, yes. And then also in the works, and I've already started collecting these, will be a non-alcoholic beer blind taste test. Ooh. <laughs> and so what I'm hoping is I'll bring the non-alcoholic beer, and maybe you can bring the most overproofed whiskey you have. Oh, I will. To help to us, uh, you know. To help us get through it. Get through it, yeah. As a, as a, as a uh, palate cleanser. Exactly. And yes. we may want to cleanse palate. We also have every... coming up in a couple weeks. We have an artist going to be on the show. This is a little different. So usually we have someone Rick, in the uh, industry, a musical artist. We have a musical artist coming on the show. A guy named Chris Collins. Uh, I I met this guy about a year ago, and uh, when he put his CD in my hand, I was like, "Oh, we got to have this guy on the show." His CD, uh, his his former release of the CD was called whiskey and cigars oh, love it see that's perfect like yeah and he's just yeah. he was so good he was so personable 
So we're going to have him coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be great. Well, speaking of cigars, as we wrap up the show, I want to thank you for this Southern Draw Cedras. Southern uh, Draw Lancero. Rocks. This is so wonderful and so flavorful for such a little, you know, uh, a small diameter cigar. This ring gauge is making it just I would, intense. I would like to thank Ernesto Perez Carrillo for being amazing because this cigar is and, fantastic. And so if we're going to do that fanboy stuff, AJ, you rocked it. The Havoc <laughs> brought it home. I knew it would. Thank you. Love you. And uh, thanks to everybody who has uh, been a part of making smoking and toasting the somewhat limited success that it has become. And uh, thanks to Terry for engineering us today and making this all happen. And big thanks to the people uh, here at our on location. Big Owl Craft Brew House. Yeah. And and the guys from Turkey Forest Brewing. uh, What great beers. If you're in the Houston area, you got to come try this place. Totally worth yeah, your time. Yeah, this is just north of downtown in a not quite as trafficy area. It's I, beautiful. I can't wait until these guys have stuff I can buy at the store because I will buy it all. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Smoking and Toasting, and as we uh, like to say here in Texas, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>